Yeah. Ricky! Who's at the door? Is it a dip? It's always a dip on the Dippy Dip Show. Wig snatch. Is that how it's... Oh my God, who is that? I'm here to snatch your wig. Get up in here. I will. Come on. You like it. I'm just going to gently... Oh my hair. I'm going to run my little fingies right under there and snatch. I'll put it in a pone. Pone. Snatch. You can just like grab right on that pone. Carrie, who do you want to impregnate you? Oh my huh. God. It's the Noid. The Domino's Pizza Noid. He will impregnate you. They will impregnate you. I'm not even sure what's going on. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know what I mean. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. Go, 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 Ricky. What? Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Go, go, Ricky Lake. Go, Ricky. Ricky Pamela. What's her last name? Lake. Lake. <laughs> Ricky Pip. Ricky Pamela, Pamela Lake. Lake. RPL. Hi, Ricky. How you doing? We love Ricky Lake. This will be, I think, largely a love letter to Ricky Lake and her wondrous wonderment. As any of you at home who were born Gen X, is that Born Ricky like Lake's? 70s through the 90s. There you go. You're going to be Ricky Laking it up. Here's a shovel. Can you dig it, fool? <laughs> Can you? Let me tell you something about Miss Ricky Lake. Tell me. Pamela Ricky Lake. Pamela Ricky. Ricky Pamela. I love how already... Pamela, <laughs> Miss Vivienne, Lucretia, Pamela, Raquel. She came up like what? A singing and dancing and acting, just being a performer? I think a singing and a dancing a and an acting, like mm-hmm. as a performer, is fair. Let's just consult our Lord and Savior, Wikipedia. By the way, I give $3 to Wikipedia anytime they ask me. Wikipedia, I think we should all give them $3. They're providing a valuable service. Ricky Pamela Lake, born September 21st, 1968. Uh, rhymes. Virgo, Libra. Virgo. She's known for her lead role as Tracy Turnblad in the 1988 film Hairspray, for which she received a nomination for the Independent Spirit Award for Best Female Lead. She's also known for her talk show, Ricky Lake, which was broadcast internationally from September 1993 until May 2004. When the show debuted, Lake was 24 and credited as being the youngest person to host a syndicated talk show at the time. In late 2012, Ricky began hosting a second syndicated talk show, The Ricky Lake Show. That series was canceled in 2013 after a single season, but Lake won her first daytime Emmy for the project. Well, she was so young. Like, this baby. Oh, you go ahead. Imagine, if you will, watching the Ricky Lake show. That's what we're talking about here. She is hosting an afternoon talk show with guests. She really has a wonderful synergy when it comes to a show like Oprah or Donahue or Jerry Springer or what have you. She was 24. (laughs) I think it's amazing. She was doing so much at 24. Seriously, at 24? I don't even know where I was when I was 24. I was probably on some sort of psychedelic. I may have been in the woods. Also, I was working at the beauty supply, so I had black and hot pink hair. You did? Oh, yeah. I worked at Pro Booty in the mall. Oh, no. I had hair. It took me a long time to grow out that whole era. Well, Ricky on the show, they kept her hairstyle a change in, but they also like her style in general, even though she was 24, (laughs) they wanted her to 
dress like Sally Jesse Raphael. And they wanted her to appear to an older audience because they thought the older audiences wouldn't get it. And they might get the teens, but they wanted a wide audience. Exactly. Picture somewhere. It's the intersection of high school guidance counselor and fly girl. A lot of baggy suits. Maybe something suede. Maybe something in an earth tone. Big buttons. And you're right. Her hair was bouncy and glorious for the whole decade. She had a long hair. She had a mid hair. She had a short hair. She had a mid quaff. Every. Every way. Bangs. No bangs. And remember that intro, the most famous one, where part of it is like backstage of her photo shoot? That's my favorite. It's the best. Her hair is so shiny and bouncy. And she has on the best button up. It's like, remember when the vest and the shirt was attached to the blazer and it all buttoned up the front? Suede Usually. fabric. Right. Weird white and navy blue and, and taupe. Here she was just smiling, laughing so hard at something the assistant said off, you know, off camera there. Bouncy hair. And then there's a couple on the pier. And there's friends getting coffee. You can watch full episodes on YouTube. Some of them have the commercials still. It's good shit. Go do it. Tell us about Ricky. When she got the part for this show, she had already done the John Waters movies. Right. Which kind of catapulted her to fame. Hairspray was an unexpected hit. If y'all haven't seen the original Hairspray by John Waters, y'all go watch it right now. And then she was in Cry Baby and then Serial Mom. You said it. She did have a roll up on China Beach, if you remember that. Oh, who was the redhead? Who was the redhead on China Beach? Do you? Okay. No, I do not. It's all coming back to me now. I can just see the uh, the advertisements oh, for wait, China yeah, Beach. Oh, wait, yeah, the redhead. Wait, was right. that Nicole? Egg- Egg- no. No. Uh, D- Dana. Okay, it'll... It'll come back to us. It'll be write oh. us at dipperspot at gmail.com. Who was the redhead on China Beach? Also include your name and daytime phone number. Do you know how she got the show? What happened? Well, with the show? here's what she got with the show. So Get she it. did these movies in this TV and then they were trying to make a talk show that was aimed for a younger audience mm-hmm. and they wanted a hip host. Lady. Well, the very first host was a very hip lady. Seemed like probably the perfect candidate. It was editor in chief of Jane Magazine, mm. Jane Pratt. Jane Pratt. Also from Sassy Magazine. Uh And if you haven't, you need to go back and check out the dip on Sassy Magazine. And if you have, it's worth a double dip. Yeah. Jane Pratt was the first candidate. Jane Pratt was the first candidate. And they did a test run with the test audience. She wasn't right for the part. She was like maybe a little too mature. Cold fish. Sorry, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Like he's warm. She's good at magazine. Oh, she's good at magazine. She's great at magazine. So just stay there. I'm not. Oh, stay. Well, no, I, you go where you want. You, no, yeah. nobody's I, telling you. I'm no, not saying no. that. No, Jane Pratt. No, oh, you do that. No, nobody oh, said that. No, you're fine. No, I'm everything's there, good. But Ricky can connect with both the studio audience and the people on the stage, and she could hold the room. Well, the casting guy, he had seen her in these movies and he was like coming for an audition and they loved her. She said, basically in the audition, from what I remember, I just flirted because that's what I knew how to do. Yeah. As I just was myself, but like super flirty and it worked. I got the part that I, (laughs) 
she took it because at the time she was so under time. Sure. She had had a financial loss. Of course. And she was living in an apartment that was $500 a month. They offered her $5,000 to do the first season of Ricky Lake. And she said yes, because she goes, that pays my rent for a year. Yep. And she knew, she was like, okay, I will be stable. Yep. My rent will be paid for a year. Right. It was literally a job because she wasn't getting anything at that point. I mean, there were daytime talk shows at the time, but they were really established. And like you say, they were for an older crowd. So who Mm -hmm. knew what she thought it would wind up looking like? She was the first show. To be told from a younger perspective. Mm-hmm. And she was the first show to actually have real people. That was oh, the wow. phrase, if it's real, it's Ricky. Everyone copied her. Jerry, Mari, uh, they made it more sensationalized. Yes. took it over the top. Ricky never had actual violence on her show. No. They didn't let things get cray. Right. There was it no fighting. The, the worst show, not worst, probably the best and most known, the, the clip that goes around the internet, is the Wig Snatch episode. I've heard. And I remember seeing it. I don't know. Things took a turn as our culture took a turn. Ricky really was the shining beacon of a certain albeit kind of weird and very like normative standard, she really tried to be open and help people see a lot of different points of view. And this all started pre-internet really where people were on. So this was the a communal experience that a lot of teens and preteens and just kids and, and adults all had a shared experience from, okay, Ricky today talked to these like people who were very homophobic. Mm-hmm. And you got to see how people have those conversations. Just like the other shows take questions from people in the audience, but it was like a younger audience. And Ricky herself was so likable and she didn't judge anyone. And she really tried to be that neutral like friend yep. to everyone. And it just worked with her. She had the charisma. She had the charm. There's a lot of episodes and a lot of things that she has said about like her weight and she was being the fat girl. Sure. Fat phobia. And they deal with a lot of that on the show. I remember when I was a kid watching this, I never even thought about that. I never even like she was so good. She was like, I didn't even until she would like they brought it up and made it an episode. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that she's overweight. She's overweight. Like, well, she looked like me. Right. But exactly. But I just never even thought that. Well, we were 13, 14 when this started. Let's also say right now, Ms. Ricky Lake is the host of a new podcast. I love it. I binged listen to it. Okay, good. We just want to tell the world, Raised by Ricky with Ricky Lake and Kaylin. Kaylin. Kaylin Allen. This is on Limonada. Limonada? Ooh. Lemonada. I don't know. In the 1990s, a generation of kids, teens, and young adults got home, kicked off their sneakers, and settled down in front of the TV to watch Ricky Lake. Hosted by Ricky herself alongside TV personality and digital creator Kaylin Allen, Raised by Ricky revisits the 90s iconic talk show, The Ricky Lake Show, and the era to which it belonged. Do you know who Kaylin Allen Uh -uh, is? uh -uh. I bet you do. Ellen got him really famous because she kept showing a viral video of him reacting to like white people cooking food. Oh no. He's that like, (laughs) oh, what the hell is this? Okay, I'm going to go watch. Oh, hell no, mama. Kaylin Allen, we're going to check it out, but we're going to, I'm going to check out the pod because I haven't, but I know that she's talking about how this all centers in cultural perspective too. It was all, nothing was inappropriate for me to see, but it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. That episode she has about I'm a woman in the KKK. She has some wild 
shit on this show. I, and I, I'm sure I really hit the rabbit hole of hits in my research, but between that and the Reverend Fred fucking Phelps episode, and she handles it all with the most amazing aplomb. She is so dignified. And as a host, like a live events host, to handle that level of energy on stage and that level of the audience energy while you're dealing with a live television production at 24? Right. Fuck. I never have d- really done that before. Like, yes, she had been like kind of singing and dancing, in it, but she hadn't been a host of anything before. She and had- this is live. Right. And it's so like, oh, who here would go on a date with a stripper? She had a way with like, Yes, getting the audience to give the kind of cheap thrills, ah, boo, hee, ha, ha, and all that, but also like kind of generating conversation between people. It would go a lot of different ways. She would stay with the guests for a while and hear their story out, or she would like introduce the guests and jump right into the audience reactions and questions they may have. How would you describe the Ricky Lake show to an alien from another planet? People have a problem or they need a confrontation or something to share. They come in front of a live studio audience and there is a person who is hosting this communication between the audience and the people on stage that have a portion of their life they need to share because they needed to come to some sort of a revolution, resolution, tell a secret. I was just going to give you like five episode names. Hit it. People object to their mother dating younger men. Ooh. Sexy lifeguards. Go Ricky. Shotgun weddings. Ow! Matchmaking for the staff of the Ricky Lake show. Hello, you're not safe at work. We're bringing you into, like, we're friends. You you know everybody who works here. Oh, and then we get a little more serious sometimes. Guns. Just guns. Guns. I mean, honestly. This is early seasons. Guns. So many of her titles were like, you think I'm a freak, mom? You couldn't handle this. Some guy. He's not all that and a bag of chips. Some guy with a lip piercing and a Marilyn Manson t-shirt comes on. But at the time, it was revolutionary. Some people actually credit the phrase all that and a bag of chips becoming really popular, even though it had been said before. Being on the Ricky Lake show, they people were using it all the time. Mainstream. Everybody said, all I'm that, all that and a bag, bag of, of chips. chips. Or he thinks he's all that and a bag of chips. That's right. Well, all that... You think you're all that, but you ain't nothing. I mean, every show had an intense title. It was all, it was, this was the original clickbait, babies. This was the original, you don't know me. Ooh, that's a good idea. Ooh. Oh, Marge. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. So you want to have a sexy men contest? Do you? Do you want to have an I kicked him to the curb, so you need to hook me up, Ricky? She would do these mini dating games. Like, every episode was standalone, right? So it would be here, there, and everywhere. You are oscillating from, like, my parents don't accept my gay boyfriend to we hook the staff up. She was so good at the so what do you think? And so let me get back to, she must be a Virgo. She is really good at keeping things straight. And she always has the thread in mind. She would like be able to jump between the chaos and the audience and what was going on on stage and kind of keep it cohesive. So Fred Phelps is the motherfucking Westboro Baptist Church guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like God hate fags. 
She was able to handle topics like incredible homophobia, such as exhibited by Reverend Phelps. Fucking, I can't even say his name because he's a demon. Reverend Fred Phelps from the Westboro Baptist Church. He's been dead for a while now and his son is still at it, but they lost a lot of steam along the way. And she had a show with this guy on and he was an incredibly controversial figure. And she's definitely coming from the standpoint of you're wrong, but having him on in the first place and not having it devolve into what Jerry or Geraldo would, that sort of, like you say, it's a scripted fight. It's a knockdown drag out. It's something more than just having a conversation. And she really kept it in the room. She really kept it a conversation. The episode I watched about women in the KKK She's moderating a conversation between the audience and the people on stage. She kept it pro. She was a natural. You said it. And to do this at 20 fucking four, can somebody give Ricky Lake some extra money? Go Ricky. Go Ricky. Gex extra money. Just a little bit on top because she did the lion's share of some cultural work there for a while. Wait, who's that? Okay, open the door. Let's Let's see who it is. Is it a surprise guest? So for a while there, there were a few seasons. Every episode had a ding dong. There was always a reveal. Ding dong. There was always something, whether it was find out who your man's been sleeping with behind the door or find out you haven't seen your brother since you were two years old and now you're 28 and I'm meeting him for the first time. Let's bring him on out. What about a random audience makeover? Oh, yes. Let's do the reveal. They were the first talk show to do episodes with those reveals like that. Ding dong. Because we'll just like not bring the second people out and turn this into two episodes. Sure. I get it. I would too. You've got so much going on there. They're like, because all the other shows, they're like, here is Maria and Peter. And here's the three people involved in this. Sure. But this came, first you got one person's story. Sure. Commercial break. And then it was like... Who's behind the door? What? Did you hear that? Woo! Go, Ricky! Go, Ricky! Do you guys want to see who's behind the who's door? Who's behind the door, Ricky? Oh All right. Come on out, mystery guest. It's Ryan. What did Ryan do? He is a bartender. A strip. What? Oh, Ryan, Ryan is a stripping bartender from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, Milwaukee. <laughs> stripping bartender. Wow. And... You know, he would have something to say. He's here to confess to his parents what he does for a living. Mom, Dad, I love you so much. I don't know why he suddenly became from (laughs) Alabama. That was not... Mom, Dad, (laughs) I love you so much. And you know that your hot dish has always been a source of comfort for me. But I'm a stripping bartender in New York City now. And this is my life. This is who I am. I'll always be your Ryan, but I'm also a stripping bartender. That is so much work to strip. First of all, bartending is vulnerable enough. Having to let people see your asshole is an entirely different game. Tip everybody. You got to eat a good breakfast, Margie. Ooh, that's a good idea. A Ricky Lake episode. Do you know who was up on there? Who was up on there? In sync. <gasps> For an episode entitled, I want you back, asking your ex-lover to come back to you. and they Asking your ex-lover? <laughs> now, I honestly, that's a porn. If you had Ricky Lake and NSYNC asking your lover to get back to you, it's a prono and I want to watch it. 
I want to watch the shit out of it. Whoa, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I liked what came out a lot more. <laughs> it really gave us some juice here for the pod. It's <laughs> what's squeeing it, squeeing it, do. Oh wait, squeeing juice. You're gonna wheeze the juice. No, we never talk about Polly Shore. Anymore. He's coming. He's coming. No, he's coming to the podcast eventually. Not like that. Don't anybody get weird. It's fine. It's fine. No, your childhood is fine. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) They've been even watching Ricky Lake on... Did you ever see that show Little Fires Everywhere? I I didn't watch it, but I saw the advertisements. Well, that takes place around this time period that Ricky was on. Mm. She was such a stamp of the times. She was a staple of our everyday. We didn't have internet. This was a way to see people from different places. It was a talk show, but it was geared for younger people and from younger people's perspective. And it really got fun. And I loved people coming to the door. (sighs) I loved the makeovers. They were way better than everyone else's makeovers. Absolutely. And Ricky really did keep it real. Like... We all remember the de-evolution of Jerry Springer and how it just became... It was like, ding, ding, bring him into the ring. Right. Which was, like, fun for a year or two, and then it was like, okay, we're all over it. Gross. This was entertainment. You couldn't TikTok, you couldn't Vine, you couldn't Snapchat, you couldn't message, you you did not have a cellular device. You had to write Ricky a letter that included your daytime phone number include your daytime phone number and they would call you and be like hi is jamal there no he's not he's at school okay we'll have him call the ricky lake show what also check out ricky lake's new podcast Mm. raised by ricky with her co-host kaylin allen Give it five stars. She's had on Rosie O'Donnell, who because they were used to be friends back in the day when they were young. Yep. Rosie, before she took her talk show, actually called her and asked her her opinion and no what shit. her day was like. Yep, I listened to the whole interview. People she's had on the show, Sally Jesse Raphael, and Come this on. is a been one of the most interesting interviews. It's wild, y'all. Do you know what she's been up to? Uh-uh. You're about to find out when you listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. Oh, oh my God. Oh. John Waters, of course. I know, right? Ugh. Her good friend from old school times, Andy Cohen. Love it. And he's like, I basically realized I am living the life that you lived in your 20s. Okay. Now, 20 years later. Right? Nobody at that age was Nobody. hosting a syndicated show. That is amazing. Her presence, her talent, her innate ability to just work with the flow, and her like chill vibes she never got elevated even when shit was fucked up and she was talking to a total monster she could keep her shit in gear and like keep the conversation flowing keep it meaningful and full of intention it was really beautiful work ricky had to know going in like she's sitting in her green room backstage like what the fuck am i gonna do in an hour i am ricky lake ricky pamela lake to you i am 27 years old I am. It's hard out here. Yeah. For a what do what what do I have to bring to this conversation? And she does this amazing job of. It's not even refereeing. She is a hey, moderator, cool, man. She's a moderator, mm. but in a the best way. Like she's facilitating this conversation, and things don't always go well. Ricky didn't own this show. This no. wasn't her ideas. Like I'm sure she got to help contribute this and that. Yes. But it wasn't her who was putting together these shows and her choosing these topics. She was just 
more there to facilitate it. Right. And like she was a great host and something about her wasn't annoying. Right. That's a big thing if you're going to be a host of any show Don't on TV. Yes. Like some, you can't have an annoying trait or right. unless you're very It's a niche. good, like Jerry Seinfeld has some good annoying traits. For God's traits. sakes, Gilbert Godfrey hosted oh God. Up All Night. Come on. But you're right. He could put himself aside yeah. and get to the business. And she was great at tracking the threads. So she would always come back to people, even if they were saying wild and fucking crazy shit. She let them say it and would be like, Barbara, what were you saying about the KKK? We want to do a, pe- a special shout out to Justin Lords on YouTube because he's uploaded a large amount of Ricky Lake from what appears to be a VHS collection. So thank you and find them on YouTube. Go Ricky. And thank you for helping us uh, see different sides of things, seeing outside of our communities when we were teenagers. You really were a part of my life. And thank you. My entire basketball team watched you together and we just loved it. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. You're super. And we think everybody should listen to Ricky's podcast. Go, Ricky. If you were in the audience of the Ricky Lake Show, if you were a guest on the Ricky Lake Show, which ran for over a decade of years, email us at dipperspod at gmail.com. You can always DM us on Instagram at at dippers underscore podcast. Call on AIM. You can also send us a letter at dipperspod at gmail.com and include your name and a daytime phone number, but only if you're 18 years old. You can also share this podcast with your friend because that's how we get new listeners. And we love that. Tell your friends, tell your parents at Christmas. It's something to talk about. If you're hanging around the Hanukkah bush and you're bored and you don't have anything to say, talk about us. We'll take the weight off. Oh my God. It's sparkle season. Enrique and Joshua. We're going to having such a good time here at dippers pod we hope you'll join us again go dippers i'm lauren i'm serotonin donor and you've been dipping with dippers see you next time okay bye bye dippers dippers don't be mad god Anything is possible when you're watching Ricky Lake. Time just flies by. I want to watch another one. Fucking I can't even say his name because he's a demon.